0: Welcome to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Today we launch our EP, Majesty, and Joel and Jace will tell you a little bit more about it towards the end of the surface about how you can purchase them and where they are available. And as you heard Pastor Joel say earlier, this is our first EP in about 10 years. And so seems fitting today that I share out of that about the heart of worship. And many of you may not know, but I actually used to do what these guys did. That was in many ways where I kind of found my leadership wings, so to speak, was here on the platform in terms of worship leading I used to Play keys, I still do very sporadically. And uh, then I led the youth band for a number of years. And then I was on the main worship leader rotation with Pastor Steve back in the early 2000s. And I actually featured on the last album in 2008. Woohoo! And uh, so, worship was, and when I say worship in terms of singing and praise and adoration, it was and continues to be an integral part of my leadership, my personal, my creative fabric. And so when I'm praying, when I'm having God encounter moments, either personally or, or corporately, the sound of worship, the sound of song is, is incredibly important to me in that space. So I sermon prep, typically with worship in the background or at certainly moments of worship and, you know, as a Gen X That's not what we tend to do. We tend not to have music on in the background while we're doing things. I know our millennials can multitask like that, but that's not me usually, other than when I'm sermon prepping and I find that I I need that surge, that, that anointing in the background. I break anxious thoughts by playing certain worship tracks on repeat. I push out of a funk in worship. I actually run and exercise, often listening to praise and worship. And so let's be clear here that when I'm talking about worship, I'm, I'm putting it in this category here of, of breadth and depth that, that Pastor Jace has just defined. It's, it's profound devotion. It's not just limited to song or great melodies or powerful lyrics or, or EP launches. Worship is actually all about our heart. It's our soul, our emotional, our our connectedness to our Father, God's heart, and then what we actually express out of that place. Worship is deeply personal. And so when I was part of the worship team, I was very aware that I was not the best of the best when it came to the singers, I knew that I couldn't be in this zone of, of leading the church into a place of worship, into a place of the throne room, into a place of the presence of God, just relying on a, a gift, a gift of my voice. And so Father God showed me very early on in the piece that it was the state of my heart that he was most interested in and that I needed to take responsibility for. Because it was the state of my heart that what I would bring here on this platform that could then either inhibit or usher in the presence of God because I was being used as a vessel. I was being used as a a channel in that time, in, in that moment. And so worship leading in that whole journey that I did in my 20s where I found these leadership wings was as much for me about understanding the habits and the health of my heart as it was about singing and playing. And so these heart habits that I took hold of and, and come, came to understand, they actually fostered character within me, built capacity, trained my heart in ways that are countercultural largely counter-human. You see, this whole concept for me in in that season and, and even now continues to be, but certainly for me a hallmark scripture in the early 2000s in my 20s was found in Psalm 139, 23, 24. Search my heart, O God. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. And and so I would regularly, diligently, particularly in, in moments leading up to worship leading, the, the days and weeks and hours and that preceded that, I I would lay that bare before my Father God and say, Search me. Search me, God, what what can you find in my heart? What are you searching for? What do you what do you want to see? What do you need to show me, teach me before I step on this platform and and sing and and lead? You see, because we all know that that we can be healthy on the inside. We can appear healthy. We can appear that we've got a level of having it all together on the outside and and yet our heart can be filled with a, a level of dysfunction or darkness or grot. I actually love how Christine Kane explains this theory and she went to the doctors in her late 40s and she was quite a, what she perceived to be is quite a fit woman. She's, you know, reasonably lean, looks quite strong and yet the doctor when he carried out a series of tests he actually said, Christine Kane, you're skinny fat. And so what that actually meant is, is on the outside her, her body gave the appearance of being skinny, of being healthy, of, of being strong and yet when tests were conducted on the inside of her body it found out that she actually had quite high cholesterol, quite high blood pressure and so she realized that she kind of had to take the bull by by its horns and and start to develop her physicality on the inside so that she just didn't give the appearance of being skinny and lean but that she actually was like that way on the inside and father god has exactly the same mandate and call and cry for us he doesn't want us to be skinny fat he wants to look deep into that heart, to know our heart, to see the leanness and the purity and the inclination of our heart be towards him deep on the inside, on our, on our very inner being, in our very inner bones, that it's not just about what we are projecting or saying or talking, but that there is a, a depth of heart. And so what I found that I started to forge and develop and learn in my 20s and have continued to do is, is the habit of laying bare the health of my heart. A habit that I've continued to develop in and certainly try in all facets of leadership and, and I believe largely helps sustain where I'm at now in, in this new platform that I am on and so I want to share this morning a, a few concepts, a few practical indications of perhaps what a healthy heart actually looks like. Healthy heart habits. And so I want to look at Psalm 92. And it's only fitting that we actually look at David as a fitting example of one who continually examined his heart. Who continually taught his heart to incline it to the Lord. Lord not himself and yes challenges stuff ups along the way I, I love his humanness and it's a bit of a biggie but I want to read it this morning and capture the poetic flow I'm going to read it out of the passion it's going to come up on the screens for you and I actually love that the passion starts with a Sunday morning song of praise so here we go It's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts. How we love to sing our praises over and over to you. To the matchless God, high and exalted over all. At each and every sunrise, we will be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets and all through the night, we will keep proclaiming you are so faithful. Melodies of praise will fill the air as every musical instrument joined with every heart overflows with worship. No wonder I'm so glad. I can't keep it in. Lord, I'm shouting with glee over all you've done for all you've done for me. What mighty miracles and your power at work, just to name a few. Depths of purpose, layers of meaning saturate everything you do. Such amazing mysteries found within every miracle that nearly everyone seems to miss. Those with no discernment can never really discover the deep and glorious secrets hidden in your ways. It's true the wicked flourish but only for a moment, foolishly forgetting their destiny with death. But they will all one day be destroyed forevermore. But you, O Lord, are exalted forever in the highest place of endless glory with all your opponents, the workers of wickedness, will all perish forever separated from you. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. You've said that those lying in wait to pounce on me would be defeated. And now it's happened right in front of my eyes and I've heard their cries of surrender. Yes, look how you've made all your lovers to flourish like palm trees. Each one growing in victory, standing with strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard where they are thriving before you. For in your presence, they will still overflow and be anointed. Even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. Listen to them. With pleasure, they still proclaim, you're so good. You're my beautiful strength. You've never made a mistake with me. What a psalm. I love David's melancholic, meandering, poetic authenticity. Couldn't fit any more words in there if I tried. I love that he comes to the Father again and again, laying himself bare, asking Father God to examine, to search, to know his heart Teach me, O God, to incline my heart towards you. I love how David is in part a worshipper and a warrior. And I think that's why I I have this affiliation with him. I, I love those two facets of his personality that seem to operate comfortably side by side. And so in this psalm are some good thoughts I want to share now on healthy heart Habits, healthy heart habits that we can constantly be building and growing and forging and developing in. And let me use this caveat right now that this isn't a religious checklist. This isn't a what we need to do in order to have God love us or God respond to us or, or God bless us or us be able to twist God's arm that if I do all of these things, this is going to be his response. But these are about habits that train us in his ways so let's unpack a couple of those this morning so the healthy heart habit of wonder we need to develop and continually be on the train the trajectory of developing our heart of wonder when did when did God last take our breath away when were we last speechless before him the wonder and the beauty in the complexities of the trees and the birds and the sunsets. Check them as you walk to your car as you leave. The wonder of his all-encompassing, unrelenting grace. The wonder of his robust love. The wonder of this life that we live. The air in our lungs, the roof over our heads, the food in our bellies, the people in our world. Clean water to drink. All of that. All of that leads us to a place of wonder. You see, we can't worship, we can't sing, we can't pray off the back of someone else's wonder. We need to know it and own it for ourselves because it comes out of our heart. It comes out of our heart response to him and when we are full of wonder, we can't help but be compelled to worship, to bring that personal profound devotion to him. David says it like that in in Psalm 92. I've just read those first few verses. It's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts. How we love to sing our praises over and over to you, to the matchless God. And at each and every sunrise, we'll be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets on all through the night, we still keep proclaiming you are so faithful. And on and on he goes. David begins with a place of wonder. And when our heart is full of wonder, we can't help but worship. We can't help but be in reverent awe of our amazing God. And so it's about daily leaning into that wonder, stopping, noticing what is around us, pausing as we walk along the beach. As we catch a glimmer of that sunset as we see the smile of our children as we have a conversation that fills us with joy as we come into this house this morning and are reminded of his great love and we're encouraged and moved and shifted in song and prayer and word all of these are moments of wonder that can't help but shift us to a place of being aghast in his presence inclining our heart Training our heart to default to wonder. See, because for many of us, this isn't our default position. Our heart won't naturally always incline itself to wonder. It might incline itself to pessimism, to complaining, to discouragement, to competition, to pragmatism. But we can't worship from those places. It's about developing the habit of wonder developing a healthy heart of wonder so that then we are compelled to sing and shout and praise and gather and love. The second healthy heart habit is one of surrender. See, surrender is not a natural state for us. We are by nature egocentric humans. We love ourselves. We want ourselves first. We are trained to think that it is all about us to prioritise our needs and our wants. We are surrounded by a culture and an ethos that teaches us what the heart wants, the heart gets. And that what we feel is king. And that that is paramount and that that is how we should base our life and our living and Christianity is the exact opposite. Christianity is based on a heart that gives itself away. Jesus instructs us in Matthew 22 when he's talking about the greatest of commandments, it's first about loving God, secondly about loving others. There's no self-absorption, egocentric nature in that description of the heart. And so we have to have this regular habit of surrender and surrender can lay up connotations of, of war. We can kind of think of when we're surrendering that we're maybe laying in a, in a field faced against our enemy. And I like to think of surrender more as like laying in the lap of my father. It's a state of coming before him again and again, bringing every bit of the blah and grit, every bit of the annoyance and confusion, every bit of the, I don't know, I can't do this anymore. Every bit of the colour and the hue of that day. I don't get it. I don't know where this all fits. But I'm going to keep choosing you. I'm going to keep trusting you. I'm going to keep leaning on you. I'm going to keep laying at your feet because you are good and worthy. And I love that one of the synonyms of surrender is actually the, the phrase to climb down. To surrender is to climb down. To get off our high horse our perspective, our superiority, our self-absorption and yield to him, yield to the greatest of all. And so that's why we raise our hands when we sing. It's a sign of surrender. It's attaching our actions to our heart. It's why we close our eyes so that we're not focused on what is around us but we can focus on him. Psalm 92 two. At each and every sunrise we'll be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets all through the night, we will keep proclaiming, You are so faithful. Timothy Keller says, Becoming a Christian is not like signing up for a gym. It's not a living well program that will help you flourish and realise your potential. Christianity is not another vendor supplying spiritual services you engage as long as they meet your needs at a reasonable cost. Christian faith is not a negotiation but a surrender. It means to take your hands off your life. So the third heart habit is the posture that I like to call of being all in. I love how David continually, brazenly, boldly, courageously dances with all his might before his God. He is all in, he's tearing his clothes. And so for many of us, that posture can be quite foreign you know, I'm a, an Australian who's got this back-footedness in her and, and then I, my whole family is British, so I've got this pompousness in me and so I can feel like I need to be constantly reserved because I'm being looked at or, or seen and so this nature of being all in, this nature of going all in can feel awkward and, and weird and particularly I think for us as Australians is that, that we can feel like we need to be reserved a little bit. When I was 11... I had a dream that has stayed with me now for 30 years and it, it was a dream that I was in heaven and I was in this space that was void of space and time and, and, and it didn't have a roof and it didn't have something beneath me, it was, it was kind of crisp and clear and white and surrounding me were words and I, I love this, I mean I'm 11, God knows I'm a wordy at 11. So he's giving me a dream with words in it. There's literally words in bold, bright colours. Faith, hope, love, joy. Moving, meandering around me actually as words. And I was standing in the middle of these words, dancing with all my might. There was this sense of being poised and strong, this sense of being old and young this this sense of not having any choreography I wasn't particularly elegant I wasn't particularly kind of with it but there was this sense of my heart was all in I was all in in dance I was all in in lifting my hands in worship and and that was a glimmer of heaven because heaven is all in heaven is all in it's not back footedness it's there's not an opportunity for us to be pompous or reserved For us to be Australian in heaven, we're all in. We're lifting our hands just that little bit higher. We're tilting our head back just that little bit more. We're singing just that little bit louder, boldly, moving, dancing, all in. And so I've learnt to foster that in my 20s, that as a worship leader I recognised that if I wanted my congregation, the congregation to come with me, I had to go all in. And so even now as I stand down there at the front... I'm always just trying to give that little bit more. Lift my hands just that little bit higher. Move my feet just that little bit more. Tilt my head back. And and what used to feel awkward is now so normal. Because the healthy habit of my heart has been developed to be all in. No wonder I'm so glad, Psalm 92 verse 4. I can't keep it in. Lord, I'm shouting with glee of all you've done for all you've done for me. And so these are some attributes, some concepts of a healthy heart, our heart towards our God, our response towards our God. And I want to finish today with actually his heart response to us with something that I've written that I believe is our Father God's cry, our Father God's love, our Father God's response towards us and if you're on the app, there's a little link there and you can actually open it, open what I'm about to read and follow along if you'd like that. If, if you want to just sit with your eyes open or shut, you can do that. Let me just have a little drink of water. But this is what I believe. His heart is saying to us, this morning, thanks Connor my ones hear this forge on move on climb on do not be distracted by the ordinary the simple, the purposeless the bland, the popular the egocentric greater is before you because me who is greater is in you See it stretching out before your gaze like a picturesque mountain. Go on, taste that future, feel that tomorrow. See what is yet to be as I fasten to your heart. Me, the almighty, I am author, I am artist. I am the very start and the very end. I am always, I am ever, I am constant, I am origin. I am color, scent, sound and touch. I am depth and breadth. I am ever-present, ever seeing, ever-knowing ever everything. I am home. I am your home. Run, ascend, go, live, love, give. With fixed eyes, a purposed heart, beckoning strength, fierce love, immovable faith, unquenchable joy, unrelenting hope, I've got you tight. Here, in my perfect palm, you, you, you who are fastened to my heart. You will be awakened. You will fear the fear, yet not become it. You will ride on giant shoulders. You will stretch like elastic. Sometimes it will look like a leap, a sprint, a soar, but sometimes it will be less spectacular, unexpectedly normal, a startling paradox. Learn to squash the voice in your head that speaks darkness. Learn to still the beating in your heart that says you can't because I, I am He. The one who called the earth into a picture. The one who surpasses all thinking. The one who holds the galaxies in his hand like a card. The one who is over and above, beyond and through the one who whispered your name and placed you together in a tapestry of love in the secret place. I am he. I am he. And you are mine. You are mine, fastened to your heart. You who are called for now, called for more, called for then, my ones, walk and do not faint, breathe and do not gasp, rest but do not stop, pause but move again. Embrace the winter and its shadows, the summer and its light, the spring and its growth, the autumn and its falling. I am right there with you always. Whispering, urging, pleading, do not settle, do not be taken out, do not lose sight, do not forget, do not forsake. Remember me, worship me, bow in wonder. At my majesty. He, he, he who is fastened to your heart. Your reason maker, your shine bringer, your compass bearer, your time keeper, your secret holder your peacemaker, your noise shifter, your shadow lifter, your truth teller, your joy creator, your darkness taker, your hope bearer, your heart lover. Yes, yes, fastened and therefore worthy of all. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.